Matrix Resurrections. Oh my god. The trailer was fucking sick. It was so good. <laughs> oh my god. It was Oh my god. It, it's like I love I love the um it's kind of a trope in in movies and storytelling or something, but like you know when you're watching something and it everything looks fine, but there's this like creepy undertone and it's like nothing something is not right and nothing is what it seems. And like I, I think of a <laughs> lot of movies that do this really well. Like like Get Out does this really well, where it's like this looks fine, but it looks like it it looks so perfect it's creepy because something is not uh, right yeah. here. And that's like the vibe of this new Matrix trailer, or at least for the first half of it, because it's like, wait a second, Neo is in the real world, and my God, that's Trinity, and she's dead, and like, what is going on here? And so like, um, and obviously the second half has like a ton of like cool ass Matrix shit in it, like you know bullets and slow mo and stuff like that. But like, d- dude, I-, I was watching this trailer, and just seeing seeing these guys and knowing that they're in this world and something is not right. I, I was so excited by, by all the possibilities and like, uh, you, yeah. can, you can literally go anywhere with it. Also, Keanu Reeves looks like John Wick in the matrix, which well, is sick. Yeah. Cause he just looks like Keanu Reeves now, <laughs> but that's cool. I like his, his current look is great. Obviously. I, I thought, I thought he might, uh, he might cut his hair or something or shave his, shave his goatee. Like he did for Bill. No, Ted. it's, it's cool. It's cool because I feel like it just makes him seem, I don't know, aged or whatever. And yeah, I like well, he, it. he looks he looks awesome. I, I love that. Like, he kind of looks John Wickish inside of the Matrix. It's so, sick. yeah, yeah. So I last night I watched the first one again. I'm going to I'm going to watch them all because I know you have all these big brain theories and I, I'm not on your level on these sequels. I don't really remember them. So I'm going to maybe as I watch them, we can touch upon them in the bonus episodes or something. But I rewatched the first yes. one last night and it's such a fucking cool movie. It's like, it's basically a perfect movie, I think. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I think you could legitimately say like, it is a perfect action movie, sci-fi movie, cyberpunk movie. Like the, the concept is so strong and that the execution around that concept is also so strong. Yes. Um, what, what kind of hit me about it? last night was in the in the 90s they like really uh tried to like take a lot of like um action movies and and, like hong kong cinema and they even brought over a lot of directors from hong kong to like make american movies and like a, a lot of them are awesome actually a lot of them are my favorite movies but they commercially like people they are critically like people really didn't like them but I feel like The Matrix synthesizes like the Hong Kong action movie with like with like the American blockbuster in a certain way. And maybe it's because like it was American directors or whatever. But the, the choreographer is like a absolute legend of like martial arts <laughs> movie, uh, like choreography and action and stuff. And so that's what I noticed watching it, especially because like a lot of the um a lot of like slow mo, slow mo, like seeing the shells hit the floor and everything, and then so, like just the crazy amount of like gunfire, but also like the sick kung fu and and jujitsu or whatever is so fucking cool. Um, and then I I think that you could stake a claim that the lobby scene might be like the fucking coolest 
It's so cool. Fuck. And yeah, and then a part of me, it's just like sort of my like, I'm I'm very, and I'm just accepting it now. I'm very like old person yells at cloud brain about it now. But I'm like, these like movie scene, action scenes now are not anywhere near as cool (laughs) as they used to be, especially in the Matrix. (laughs) Like they're just so cool. Like you don't see... I don't know. There's something about it that just feels so like um, there's an energy to it. There's an excitement. And I feel like a lot of not everything. Obviously, I love like John Wick or something, but I feel like a lot of big blockbuster action scenes now are built around more of like kind of character moments. You know, like I think of like even a movie I like, like Guardians of the Galaxy will be like it'll just be like kind of like lasers and stuff going off. And there's some cool moments. But then. What's really fun about it is just like the characters like being goofy or whatever, you know, whereas like. In- yeah, I, I think that's fair. Or they build up to like a character doing something heroic or epic or something. Yeah, that's kind of the the focus or like the lobby scene just fucking kicks ass for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Or just like, yeah, even just like the minor, like the way the choreography is just so inspired, like it feels so much more. It feels there's some, there's like a humanity behind it, I guess, you know, even though there is like crazy CG and like the way they're getting thrown around is unintentionally unrealistic. Um, but it has, it has such an amazing effect, you know, like it's just so cool. It just feels so it's, it reminds me of what we're saying about AEW. Like it just feels like there's like heart behind it, you know? Um, and yeah, so just watching some of those scenes are like, even just like a scene, like the scene where like Morpheus is just like getting beat to a pulp, like when they first capture him and like he's like just getting crushed while they're like climbing down that elevator shaft or whatever. Like, yeah. And just watching him like get try to get a few hits in. But like the way he gets thrown around is so unique. It feels like it's something I, I would get when I watch like a John Woo movie, another like Hong Kong legend where it feels and I mentioned it when we talked about like the raid where like every small detail of like the movement feels considered you know like the way he gets thrown into a wall feels like every just every shot <laughs> every moment was oh, like I'm like it's brutal also like I yes. can, I can sit here right now and picture the thud of Morpheus getting thrown into that I can like I can see that exact scene in my mind because I was just like even when I watch it still, it's just like, oh my god, that just looks sickening. Like, yeah, it's, it's I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and then, yeah, just everything about it is great. You, The action, the concept, the sci-fi concept, the, like, just the story in general, and, like, being, like, be, like, it's so literal, but, like, being, like, not just a cog in a machine, but a battery for a computer, you know, and, like, wanting to break out of that. And they're playing fucking Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I fucking so okay. So I'm gonna uh, here's a little sidebar actually. So we have Alberta's government right now. They're called the UCP, the United Conservative Party, and like Al- Alberta is basically the shittiest place in North America for COVID right now. We have no restrictions. Pe- people are dying everywhere. Whatever. So I, they had a press conference the other day, and it was like right out of a movie because like the media was hammering these guys with questions and like. These guys were dodging and, and just uh-huh. like giving non answers or whatever. And I was watching this and I was so fucking disgusted. And I got in my car to drive home from work and I put on 
uh, Wake Up by Rage Against the Machine, and <laughs> yeah. I fucking cranked it on the way home. And I put, I've listened to it like four times in a row. I was just like, Wake Up! Like just driving down, <laughs> yeah. looked like a madman. Yeah, I mean, it was so fucking, it was so yeah. good. Um, that lobby scene, it's incredible now. <laughs> the movie's made it, it reminds me of Fight Club a little bit too, where it's like, this scene, yeah, this scene is like two people in fucking trench coats just shooting up a government building. Uh, like, obviously not like totally in, in the world. There's a lot more going on, but just the like aesthetic of it. And I was like, that's incredible. Like, it's it's kind of like would I think that it's probably viewed as like would be like if you made did that now, it'd probably be like push some people's buttons or whatever. But it's so fucking cool in the movie, you know? So I have a hope for Resurrections, actually, that I'm I'm hoping that it, it sticks to this. So a lot of people criticize the sequels for, like, being too, like, like they maybe that they went too far with, like, the bullet time or with some of the, like, you know, over-the-top um, stuff that they did in, like, Kung Fu or whatever. I hope this fucking sequel just, like, keeps doing that, man. Yeah. CGI is definitely We improved, need it back. But, like... <laughs> You like I, I just feel like you gotta have like you gotta have bullet time. You gotta make it just you gotta re- do those like insane moves that Trinity does off like the the walls and stuff like that. Like it's gotta come back. Like yes, like we've seen it. A bunch of other movies copied it now, and like maybe it's not as as cool or it's kind of passe now. But like I want to no, see the it. original spirit of of the Matrix back in this. Like and I think for what we saw in the trailer, like the trailer was fucking sick. Like. So many good moments that reminded you of the original Matrix. Actually, the moment that gave me chills from the new trailer actually was when Neo and Trinity met, and they were just like, "Have we met before?" That was oh my god, I, my mind was just like flooring or like flooding with possibilities of like how we could get to to this space. So yeah, I'm 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 so stoked. I'm so stoked for the Matrix. I have some theories about the Matrix. Actually, I don't know if we want to get into that now or, or later. Um. Is is well? Does it require maybe more knowledge of the sequels? Because I'm I'm gonna go through those. Maybe we can. No, not not really. Okay. Yeah, hit me with not it. Not really. So before I get there, actually, so the biggest thing to take away from the sequels, there's like there's one really important thing that happens in each sequel. And Reloaded, it's the scene with the architect, and they don't they don't really do that scene very well because they just like they just focus on the architect talking and talking and talking, and it's like just the same shot. Whereas, like, at least when Morpheus was explaining what the Matrix is, they kind of had, like, the cool visuals and, like, you were in the the real world and then he had the thing with the battery. It's mm-hmm. so, like, basically, the architect is saying that, like, this is the sixth version of the Matrix. It's a mathematically perfect system except for one anomaly. And that one anomaly is the one. And that's Neo. And his job is to essentially kind of restart the Matrix um, all the time. And so Neo is, like, the sixth version of the one. And uh, the the robots have destroyed Zion like six times already. And so that's important to know. And then in Reloaded, uh, or Revolutions rather, it's um, the, the big thing that happens is, is at the end, obviously, where like, so basically Neo makes peace with the machines and they kind of, they make a deal to like, Neo will go and eliminate Agent Smith, who is so powerful that he is like completely about to collapse the Matrix from within himself if the machines let the humans do what they want, unplug from the matrix, get to choose their lives, whatever. So that's oh. that's kind of like, kind of like the big two takeaways from those movies. So like, what if? Because obviously, I think it's I think it's obvious we're in the matrix of some sort in this new 
movie, right? Because like otherwise, so. nothing makes sense. So <laughs> here's my here is my thought. So another thing that the um, the architect says, and I actually I believe that Agent Smith says this in the first movie as well, is like the first Matrix was was designed to be a paradise, and like people hated it, they rejected it because it didn't feel real, and they didn't have that kind of um, subconscious option of choice. So mm-hmm. the next couple matrices were were created with like, you know, strife, real world problems, et cetera, et cetera. But they also had that kind of nagging choice. And like 99% of people went along with the matrix, but there's that 1% like Neo, like Morpheus, like Trinity that were just like, what is the matrix? And they unplugged into quote unquote, the real world. Now, I think that it makes sense that the real world is like the matrix still in that you're just a part of the matrix, but maybe it's like, it's like a meta part of a, you know, being in the matrix. So like if you're watching a movie about making a movie, you're, you're still watching a movie, but you're seeing them create something else inside. And I feel like that is exactly what the matrix um, is or like what the quote unquote real world is. Like every time we saw Zion and it's sick raves, that's the matrix. Every time that Neo went up to the machines and made that deal, that's the matrix. Everything in the real world is the matrix. And if we accept that to be true, then everything we know about the matrix could be like completely wide open and could be blown up. So like we're told that if you die in the matrix, you also die in real life. That could be not true. And that would explain why Trinity and Neo for that matter um, are both alive and back into this other sort of matrix. You could have it where like, you know, you're not even on earth anymore. If you're, if you were still (laughs) in the matrix in in whatever in Zion, like you could be on like a completely different planet. It could be like, thousands and thousands of years in the future if Zion was actually a part of the Matrix as well. So, like, the possibilities are just, like, completely wide open. And then, obviously, you you have to have a reason why, I don't know, Neo and Trinity are back in there and, like, maybe waking up. I don't really have that fleshed out yet, but I feel like it makes <laughs> a lot of sense to have, like, the Matrix within a Matrix. Whoa. <laughs> That's where I'm going. I gotta... Honestly, I gotta see the movies just to, like get there i feel like i'm it's so out there for me a little bit right now (laughs) uh so Uh, yeah actually and and i'm with you actually because i i watched the the first matrix like a ton obviously i i still watch it all the time but like i was i don't know i i kind of for a long time i i don't know why i thought this but i was just like i kind of bought into that like yeah you know the the matrix sequels aren't very good no i rewatched them like two years ago and i was like what the fuck? These yeah. are awesome. Like, yeah, like some of it's kind of cheesy and like some of it is like, uh, I mean, they're, they're not the first matrix, right? But that's like, like we were talking about, that's like a perfect movie. So like, they're not, they're not as good, but like, they're still awesome. I think. I, I feel like it's one of those cases of, I feel like there was a period of time where I just like, wasn't watching movies as much as in doing other stuff. And I just like, wasn't really, keyed into stuff and like just kind of get caught up on like whatever the the you know standard yeah. take was because it, it just gets treated like fact like like one is like that the star wars prequels aren't good i like i was like that for a while or it's like yeah they they're like stupid or whatever but i i wasn't really paying attention you know and then it's like when you finally come back to them and you're like oh these are actually like really <laughs> interesting movies um that's how i f- imagine it's gonna be with the matrix see i I haven't seen the sequels since like they came out 
You know what I mean? So like the first one I've rewatched, mm. like I saw it like last time I saw it was like a year ago. So that's one that's just like you always go back to it. You always know it's going to be classic and timeless. And then it's always like you always just hear like, oh, yeah, the, the sequels are not good. You know, so I don't know. I'm going to reevaluate them myself. And uh, I think a lot of people have come around to them. So maybe I will. We'll see. Uh, and I you know, don't get me wrong. They're certainly not as good as the Matrix. And yeah. they like there are some moments where it's just like, all right, this this is like too over the top for sure. I think that those moments exist, but like they're I don't know, like the, the premise and like the the underlying like um what's the word I'm looking for? The, like the underlying premise of, of the movies is like so cool. And like if you listen to what the Oracle is saying, if you listen to what the architect is saying and like really if you understand what they're saying it's like it's like this is fucking cool like this is like such a a weird wild ass concept and like you can like you can go anywhere with this concept and it's like i, I don't know it's it's just like it's so interesting to me and like maybe maybe the premise and the concept of the matrix to me has always been like more important than like the acting or the the, the like the literal scene by scene you know what I mean? Beats of the movie. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it, like, I feel like if you're, if you're looking for like solid acting and like wicked special effects, like, yeah, maybe the sequels aren't like, you know, incredibly mm. up there, but like the premise, man, is just so yeah. like, fucking awesome. The first just has it, it has it all it, like working together in tan. It's like not one yeah. thing like, well, like they all are some of the best, but like, it's like how they interact with the, uh, like, just the pre- the premise is so it's such a wild you know cool you know cyberpunk or whatever premise but also like what it means to like what it's trying to convey is what makes it even more powerful of like you know just like existing in this world where uh you're kind of you're kind of helpless to like the systems that propel <laughs> kind yeah. of what I was saying about WWE, but like that's their own doing. Well, not their own doing. That it's there's a greater thing going on. But yeah, where you're like you're like a cog in this machinery that's moving forward, and like you know, like you're like you almost feel uh, helpless to do anything about it. And like even in the first one, where it's where it's like yeah, you know, apparently, apparently, you know, like even even at the end of the first one, Neo's the one. But it's more about in the first one, I feel like it's more about the fact that it's because he like believes he is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, but you're never really quite sure at least for a while, if he is the one or if that's just what he needed to hear from the Oracle. And like you, it's still somewhat ambiguous at the end of revolutions, but Mm -hmm. you know what, you know what I feel works so well about the matrix. And like, for me, like the, the absolute, um, such an underrated, like critical part of sci-fi that just like really helps me get into it is like asking like could this be true like could could eventually this be true like i watched the expanse and and like and that's a show like obviously taking place way in the future but like you know it's like it's like earth is fighting mars and like people colonize on mars but this there's also like this renegade faction of like people who live on the asteroid belt and it's like it's like could this be true and i'm thinking to myself i'm like yeah, in like two thousand years, when humanity is uh-huh. in space, like, dude, <laughs> yeah. I I think that this is pretty much exactly how this would go, like, and like, or like, the Matrix, like, 
could this be true? Uh-huh. It's like, okay, well, fuck it. Like, maybe a machine has got my real body somewhere. And, like, like the concept is just so <laughs> it strong. Could and it's like, that's, it could happen. Yeah, the I'm thing. just like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I can, I can buy into this. And that, that at least helps me just, like, kind of really get into it more. And, I, and actually, I'm not saying that the, you, that you need that for yeah. good sci-fi at well, all. But, like, I, I feel like it helps. It definitely takes, like, a, it does take a very literal approach to, like, like, that being a factor in the movie of, like, just, like, what is it? What does it mean when it's like the AI? Because there's this obvious, like, with stuff like that and like Terminator, where it's like kind of about it's about how technology can like you know alienate you from like your humanity or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's also about like to me, it's also about how that's already happening and how it can happen through forces that aren't just because of like inventing artificial intelligence like we already live in like a system that like alienates us from our humanity you know so like that's i think there's like a coolness about it because it has it has like the it does have it it takes that literal concept very seriously you know what i mean like and it it even has like i I love thinking about the characters like agent smith or whatever who's like i hate it here and i hate real human like there's a very like literal aspect to it but then also yeah just like the the deeper meaning or whatever. <laughs> and then people, people are you, are you familiar with the theory that agent Smith is actually the one and not Neo? <laughs> no, no. See, I, that's, I got, I don't know the, these interpretations and stuff like that. This, this theory makes like a whole heck of a lot of sense, but it, <laughs> it's also based off like what the Oracle says to Neo when they first meet. But like, essentially I'm going to try and wing this theory and I'm probably <laughs> okay. going to mess it up. But like, essentially the the one, as she says, is one who is born inside the Matrix and can bend the Matrix to their will and will bring, like, balance between the machines and humans, or, like, something like that. So, Smith was born inside the Matrix. He can bend the Matrix to his will. He's completely transformed the Matrix at the end of Revolutions into, like, a Smith world where, like, he has all of his clones. And um, Smith is the one that that brings the machines down to their knees and, like forces them to make this this broker deal with Neo. So Smith is the one oh my God. that really un- unknowingly is the catalyst for for everything that you see. I, I'll do a better job. I'll I'll get the <laughs> video and like actually share it with you guys. But it's like a super Is this uh, like uh it's kinda like how Anakin brought balance to the force, but not in the way they thought he would. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, okay. Fucking Smith. We'll get yeah, I'll have more to say about the those series down the road. We'll have to we'll have a Matrix uh mini series or something. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I actually I want I even want to go track down like some of the Matrix video games and just get those ready to play and Well, you got to see Morpheus's death. Up. <laughs> to get the yeah, canonical isn't that wild? death of Morpheus. And they got like the new Morpheus in this trail. I'm pretty sure that the old Morpheus is is coming. Oh back, God, I way. hope I so. He's, he's gonna pull the Brian Danielson at the end of the movie. The, I, like he's gonna come out. I mean, he he could be playing coy because I I think um if um Lawrence Fishburne wanted to be manipulative in that way he could. But like the like interview I saw him give about it, he seemed very sincere and like kind of like not solemn, but he was just like, yeah, you know. I hope I hope they had I hope the best for them. Hope they did well. You know, had had a good time. I was like, oh, buddy. You know, I I saw that too, and I and I maybe I'm just being like naive, but it's like 
man, how do you have the Matrix and you don't have Morpheus? <laughs> and like it, this guy in the trailer, I mean, literally looks like a new version of Morpheus. But yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel I feel like he like his story isn't done. And like maybe maybe they're just saving him for like a sequel to, to Resurrections if Resurrections is successful, which I have to imagine it will be. I hope so. so yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we've not seen the last of Morpheus within the Matrix. I'll just say that. Yeah, I think Agent Smith is probably done though. His his story was good, and I feel like well, they, what's his they name? He's not going to come back. I don't think he has any interest or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe one of the greatest movie villains of all time. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, he's such a like. Well, because it is like, at first, it's like he's not really a character but he is and then he is a character <laughs> so i don't know it's it's cool oh yeah he he fucking owns in in the sequels also i love agent smith man he's so good i don't care what people say about like the the fight with like a million smiths it's so cool no it's Neo's awesome flying around like superman that's, it's fucking sweet so that's one thing i cannot forget about those movies is like the action scenes so like i i have that in my head and i have like the one where they're on the highway in my head oh like God. so sick yeah mm. and those ghost dudes like they, <laughs> yeah they, like they don't mean anything in in terms of like the matrix like in lore or whatever they're just like two like cool looking dudes and it's like this is awesome <laughs> yeah, they're so wild uh what the hell is that guy's name the the merogian or whatever i just butchered merovingian like, merovingian yeah he was he was kind of neat he was like the like the fake passport maker of the Matrix. Yeah, lots lots of good stuff Legit. in the sequels. Never, never let anyone tell you that the sequels to the Matrix aren't like awesome. They are. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what what they're all about again. December twenty second. Yeah, coming Matrix up. Resurrections in theaters and on. Uh, I don't know something I don't have in Canada. I'm gonna Probably go see HBO. Yeah, it's sure. on HBO. That's a Warner Brothers picture. Oh, okay, yeah, we we do have that. We don't have um, Peacock. Mm, okay, in Canada, which is fine. Yeah, so I, I watched uh, the first one on uh, HBO. So there's a plug. <laughs> it played. Thank you, HBO. Um, yeah, I I oh my god, I can't wait. I hope that we get another trailer soon as well. Also, like um, the thing, the thing where like they're taking the blue pills and stuff like that is very interesting to me uh yeah we should i'm sure that we'll have a lot more to say about the matrix coming up maybe we should even we should even do an episode on resurrections when it comes out i'd be down for that yeah yeah that would be great that could be a bonus another bonus episode or something yeah yeah that'd be good people want to hear about the matrix all right all right let's well well, this is okay (laughs) (laughs) here was our full episode for today Right. Thank you to all of our uh, our patrons for listening we're back. to this. You got you got a heck of a deal. Two episodes day, here friends. for the yeah. yeah.